Welcome to a very special minute of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This Is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. We've made it to (laughs) minute 60. (laughs) And um, yeah, we thought we'd do this, just the two of us. So this is minute 60 with Heidi Bennett, that's me, of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of Five Minutes of Mime.com. And yeah, so we made it one hour in <laughs> to the movie. And while things are going good for us, I'll, I'll presume to say for, for Heidi and myself and the podcast, things are not going so well for the band. So minute 60 starts with the band arguing after the humorous Stonehenge performance. The minute ends with the band arguing. And in between, we get a lot of the band arguing. <laughs> yes. But I wonder, can we really say is it's the band that's arguing? I think it's just a few people. Some of them, you'd say, aren't even in the band. <laughs> I, would, I would say that. Yeah. So I, and that's probably my first note for this, is, for this minute is the extent to which Janine is, is speaking up. And we know from her own admission that she likes to have input on the direction of the band and and what they're doing. But that usually goes through David. And we saw that with the the scene in the restaurant when it was David handing out the drawings that obviously Janine had done about the band dressed up as as animals. But here Janine is speaking for herself and she's she's putting in her her two pence. Or two shillings, whatever. <laughs> I'm not sure if they, whatever they say in jolly old England, she's throwing it in. <laughs> two halfpennies? Hay pen- no, no. Halfpenny is a half a penny, four halfpennies. <laughs> yeah. So in this minute, it's, there's a little bit of David. It's mostly Ian and Janine going back and forth. The two, uh, well, two of the sort of other powers kind of outside the band, not musicians and members of the band proper, but these two orbiting powers that, that yeah, have, have come to a head. And uh, one thing I thought of is there's a deleted scene that I think, um, at least for me, kind of shed some light in the direction that this may be going and in, in where we're heading here. And, and maybe Ian has something in mind. Okay. And there's a deleted scene when they're on the tour bus and the band is just making fart noises. <laughs> Basically, there's there's no other way to to describe it. I can't really, you know, without mincing words. They're you know they're doing the the hand cupped in the armpit, the blowing into a flat palm. The band is just exploring all the different ways of of making music with their body. Gotcha. And Ian, and then as an aside, there's a little bit of an argument or disagreement going on between Ian and Marty. And Ian doesn't want this to be filmed. He doesn't think it shows the band in a positive light. He doesn't think it's good, you know, for, for the band for that to get out. And Marty's saying, well, this is the guys. They're they're being themselves. They're being natural. This is the kind of stuff that he wants to get as a as a documentary filmmaker. Uh, and that and that kind of the light bulb went off in my head in here because um, and maybe it's the emotion of the moment that that Ian's involved in the action where he wasn't he wasn't one of the people making fart noises where he mm-hmm. now here he's he's in with the argument. 
But he pays no mind to the cameras. He's not going over to Marty. He's not saying, don't film this. He's not saying, this is a band-only you know, band only meeting. This is off the record. Turn the cameras off. So, uh, you know, this could be something that he, you know, he wants, that he thinks is good, that he thinks people should see about the band, hmm. which I doubt. Or he's maybe just past the point of caring. That he's like, fine, this is, you know, this is the band, this is who we are, this is what's happening, and if you're going to film it, you might as well film it all. So I just thought that was interesting, that there is that deleted scene where, where Ian's trying to do some kind of on-the-fly editing and right. discrimination of what's making it into the movie. And and this point, I think, is a lower point, I think is maybe more embarrassing if and, and when it gets out, well, it did get out. We know the, the movie was released. <laughs> so when it got out, I, I figure this would be more kind of more damaging to the image of the band and, and maybe potentially more embarrassing than just the, the guys kind of acting juvenile, making noises. But uh, yeah, Ian is shows no thought towards the, the cameras or Marty. And it's he's, you know, he's kind of digging into Janine and, and Janine's giving it right back. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is one of those movies that, you know, without even having to <laughs> go minute by minute, it definitely fails the Bechtel test. You know, there's not too, <laughs> there's not very many female characters. The women that, that are in it, though, are very strong females. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want to give her props for standing up and you know, letting her opinion be known. Mm -hmm. But that being said, she isn't a member of the band. And so I can understand Ian's point of view quite clearly that what the hell is this person doing? And why are they, why are they inserting themselves so fully, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and and as we went, have gone through this movie, we've also recognized that, he was already kind of getting irritated a while back. Then he was gone for a few scenes. Then he came back and was kind of quiet just before the um, the episode, the Stonehenge episode. And now, you know, now he's just flying off the handle. So I think, you know, maybe when he wasn't around, maybe he was trying to collect himself. Or as you alluded, maybe he's like, oh, well, maybe he's working out some angles to... Mm-hmm go work with a different band or, you know, he's just maybe his time with Spinal Tap is ready to go go <laughs> separate directions. Yeah. And I imagine some of that time is at some point he's got to go off and, and deal with the prop situation and, and meet with the set designer, you know, meet with uh, Angelic Houston and, and get the Stonehenge prop and, and take care of that. But I can't imagine because I think, well, it's certainly Cleveland. We don't see him. I if memory serves, it was Chicago as well. There's like, like a couple cities mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, stops on the tour where we just don't see anything of Ian. And looking at the results, I don't think you can justify him being away for that long just to get this little 18-inch, you know, little baby Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> Cute little baby Stonehenge. Little baby Stonehenge yeah. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, if, he, if, if that's what he was doing that whole time, if he was away had that extended absence was to take care of that one thing. And then he doesn't do it. And I think Janine makes a lot of good points. And I think also we touched on this when we were talking about when she was talking about how the album was mixed. Mm -hmm. Um, And during that conversation, just, it's not, 
it's not the right time. Whether yeah. you're whether it's right or not, you're not the right person, and that wasn't the right time to bring up that concern. And I think that's partially true here, where you know, in this case, we know we know that you know we've seen Ian in action, and we know she's got some good points, but you know, she, maybe she's not the right time. Maybe the, maybe she needs to you know trust David to you know stand on his own two feet and speak up with with the band and with Ian and not necessarily have her by his by his side or speaking for him. And I say that just because he he's the member of the band and she's not. Right. right. Um, so it's yeah, I mean there's not too much she says that I can argue with on just a factual basis and what we've seen of Ian, but I could argue that she may not be the best messenger right. for that. Yeah. So, well, the other stuff going on in this minute, and pardon me, but is it in this minute or the next one where he says that he's, you know, no sex and drugs for Ian? Mm -hmm. Is it in this minute? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's this minute. He runs down. And he's, he he says, finding mandolins, mandolin strings in the middle of Austin, or is he say in the middle of... Austin yeah, middle places, of Austin, which is hilarious because that would be very easy to find. Okay, that's a, <laughs> all right. That I wasn't sure. I'm like, wait, is that a joke? Because like, yeah, Austin's a pretty musical town. Like, I would, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's another um, kind of like the not a big college town kind of a joke. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I would, I yeah, I would think Austin's pretty hip. Now I could see like, you know, El Paso. Probably may have trouble finding a, a late night music shop that's carrying mandolin strings, but in Austin, I would think, yeah, not not a problem. And then, well, and then he follows it up with, um, with a line, another line. I'm not sure what to make out of. He says, "You know, I prize the rent out of the local Hebrews." <laughs> <laughs> Which is. Which is as funny as it is confusing. So is like Ian a slumlord? Like does he own like local tenements that he's he's collecting rent for? Like what kind of is there like a music industry British meaning of rent that I'm not familiar with? <laughs> I think he's just using that as an analogy or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of unexpected the rundown, you know, I I find lost luggage, I locate mandolin strings in the middle of Austin. <laughs> and I prize the rent out of the local Hebrews. That <laughs> comedy rule of three is yes. the three things that Ian does. <laughs> and then the other thing that I noticed, and I think I've mentioned these kind of offhandedly throughout the last 59 minutes, is that he's wearing what I, I don't know if they technically are, but I've been referring to them as his foster grants. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. They're really showing up quite prominently in this minute. So I thought I'd look up a little bit about, you know, why am I why am I offhandedly saying foster grants over and over? And I mean, foster grants are an American, you know, sunglass company, but specifically this look, this smoky, 
I, I looked up an ad, and I'll share this with you, Sean, and, and share it with the with the gang when mm-hmm. this minute drops. But this kind of smoky look where they're so like rounded and kind of, I mean, I'm sure I can look up specific other actors and people that were wearing these, but I remember those being specifically Foster Grants. And I looked up a few things. One of them, <laughs> this is... This website is called, it says ideafinder.com, and it says the great idea finder on it. It looks like a, it looks like it was built in 1980, 1992 and never was updated. But, um, it's it, and so who knows if this you know this isn't Wikipedia who knows how uh, or any encyclopedia. <laughs> so what I'm saying is who knows how correct this is. But it says um, sunglass fascinating facts about the invention of sunglasses, and then it says by Sam Foster in 1929. <laughs> so what is that they trying to say that like the, these fascinating facts are by? Sam Foster of Foster Grants, I'm not sure, but at a glance, early sunglasses served a special purpose, and it wasn't to block the rays of the sun. For centuries, Chinese judges had routinely worn smoke-colored quartz lenses to conceal their eye expressions in court. It wasn't until the 20th century that modern-type sunglasses came to be. In 1929, Sam Foster, founder of the Foster Grant Company, sold the first pair of Foster Grant sunglasses on the boardwalk in Atlantic City, New Jersey. By 1930, sunglasses were all the rage. Uh, yeah, anyways, I just thought that was interesting. So that's the short at a glance. And then basically, they say the same thing in a longer bunch of not as interesting um, paragraphs. So, <laughs> so there yeah. was an actual Mr. Foster. Yes. The or Mr. Yes, yes. Um, and then I also found a advertising age article about before Ray-Ban ruled the question was who's behind those foster grants and that's all about the you know the advertising that they did that that was the famous catchphrase was who's behind the foster grants and it went they started with using like um really famous actors and actresses um and then went into this other ta- era where they were putting us, the lay person behind it, the everyman <laughs> consumer, and saying, isn't that you behind the foster grants? <laughs> <laughs> so they were really popular in the 60s and the 70s, but I specifically remember this in the 80s. And then um, I shared with you before we got on mic, and we'll share this, the a few different videos of different um, television commercials, and one of them is kind of a weird 1980s new wave. How would you describe that? <laughs> it's like a video, like a yeah, music we'll, video kind we'll of. Put up, yeah, a very music video feel. And I was a little surprised when you when you said Foster Grant was an American company because I thought, okay, this is German or Swedish, so maybe just whoever did that commercial. It's very Dieter. It's very, mm-hmm. none of you will touch my monkey. Totally. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, you know, just how would I describe it? That's how I would describe it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's one particular scene. There's a woman in a white sweater 
and I guess she's got d- dirty or muddy hands, and then she wipes her hands on her chest, leaving the dirt on this white sweater. What that has to do with sunglasses, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's a the, the song really makes no sense. It's a very nonsensical, like artsy new wave kind of a presentation. So, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, and then there were some other funny ads, and we we found one that's um, a a man and a woman on a a plane, and they're having a rather provocative conversation, and he looks like he's wearing pretty much these the same sunglasses that Ian's wearing here. So, yeah, I have it I have it frozen, and I'll I'll take in addition to linking to the videos, I'll take some screenshots. There's one. It's um. I just picked it out. The bridge of the nose is a little bit different. I was trying to find out what's what's the difference between the two. And they're, they're a little different, but they're very, very similar. So, yeah, there's one particular shot where Ian's looking almost directly at the camera and the gentleman in the commercial is looking at us. And they're, yeah. So that's why you've been referring to Ian's glasses as Foster Grants. Because if they're not, they're, they're probably, they're a very similar knockoff if they're not the real thing. I'm sure Ian Ian seems like the kind of guy who springs for the real deal, though. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure they are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his foster grants. And he doesn't want the band seeing, you know, where he's looking, what he's doing with his eyes. He's being shifty. Yeah. So, yeah, things are getting pretty explosive. And, you know, spoiler alert for the next minute, it's going to also be Sean and I. So we're going to be <laughs> here. We're going to be right here with you as we get to a, a rather pivotal minute. And, you know, half the one past, pardon me, a rather pivotal minute just past the one hour mark of the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can speak. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things that you have to get really comfortable with when you decide to to host a podcast is yeah. just that you're going to get your words bumbled and fumbled. A bit. Well, and so s- speaking of being with us. Yes. Do we want to talk? take this time to talk about how yeah. the listeners can can actually be with us. Well, one of us in person. Yes, one of us in person being me. So the uh, the gang over at Star Wars Minute and a few other of the Movies by Minutes podcast hosts have been cooking up a, um, well, they're calling it a, well, they're calling it Movies by Minutes Chicago. So it's sort of a convention and there's actually going to be some podcast episodes recorded uh, it, later in the day. So if you're interested, I'm definitely going. I bought my tickets and um, actually the ghost of Robert Stumpy Tuft will also be making, <laughs> making <laughs> a ghostly appearance, uh, but he's kind of shy, so you may or may not see him. But I will definitely be there. And it is August 26th in Chicago. And so the, what it says on the website is that it's featuring hosts from Star Wars Minute, Indiana Jones Minute, Back to the Future Minute, and more. So the the panels during the day would be, I think, in, more interesting for you if you are saying, hey, I've been listening to these Movies by Minutes podcasts, and I kind of want to do one of these myself. What's it like? So the panels will be starting at noon, and they'll be... Um, you know, different things like the technology, the how-tos, the monetizing and all that, all that kind of stuff. And then in the evening, there's a section where there'll they'll be shows that'll be taped. So I'm assuming Star Wars Minute will be 
um, one of them. And then I think, I'm not sure, do you know if there's any other particular ones that you know will be recorded that, that day, Sean? I do not know. I don't have the full okay. agenda. Yeah, so I'll I'll update you all in the future when I know more of the exact thing. But you can go to Movies by Minutes. That's moviesbyminutes.com slash Chicago to find tickets. And if you're in the area of Chicago and you just want to go for the tapings in the evening, there's tickets for just the evening tapings if you're not really interested in, in the panels. So there's the panel, one for, for all day access, which includes the panels and the tapings, the live, you know, show, so to speak. And then there's one for just the live show in the evening. So. Yeah, and I'll be there. I'm not sure if I'm going to be participating in any panels or anything, but I'll definitely be there as an audience member and socializing and hobnobbing, if you will. So I'd love to see you out there. That would be super fun. Yeah, unfortunately, I had some uh, previous travel plans that I made before this was announced. So I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to Chicago, but it certainly sounds like fun and certainly something that if I could do, I would do. So, uh, yeah, like Heidi said, if you're interested in uh, certainly just meeting up with some of the folks that do do this and, and other Movies by Minutes podcasts, and if, certainly if you're interested in, in starting up one yourself, it sounds like a, a great time. Yeah, and I do wish you were going to be there, Sean. We'll just have to meet up one of these days. <laughs> one of these days. Yeah. I'll certainly make the next one if there is a cool. next one. Yeah, it would be fun to do, to do that on a yearly basis, maybe. So yeah, and then another thing I was going to mention, since we're at our pivotal um, one hour mark here, and it's just the two of us, is that I just wanted to say again, thank you to those who have left five star reviews on iTunes. And uh, I wanted to quickly read some of these reviews. I thought they were pretty funny. And uh, yeah, and thanks, you guys. So we have our first review from Blue Harvest. And it just it or oh, actually, it's called Blue Harvest. That's the <laughs> review. So uh, our Star Wars nerds will know what that means. But it's a uh, it's by the 85 Bears Rule 76. <laughs> and says the chair is against the wall. John John has a long mustache. So I don't know what that means, you guys. That's some code for something. Um, I don't know if it has to do with the 85 Bears Rule 76 um, or anything else. But if you know, maybe you can clue me in. I'm not clued into that. And then another one is by N. Tufnell. <laughs> says, would you be holding this? Look, look, who's in here? No one. And in here, there's a little guy. Look. So it's a complete catastrophe. <laughs> uh, Valerie Pants says, I came for the puppet show, but I stayed for the zucchini. You understand. Our old pal Criswell Weatherman said, why can't I give this 11 stars? (laughs) So thank you, Chris. Thanks. (laughs) Awfully nice. And uh, Mr. Umqua says, as Viv says, quite exciting, this computer magic. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. And it looks like it says Filt12393, one of those memorable names. Mm -hmm. Um, Stonehenge, no one knows who they were or what they were doing, dot, dot, dot. But their legacy remains hewn in the living rock of Stonehenge. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yes, people are getting creative and we appreciate it. And, uh, and those are all five-star reviews and we thank you for that. It, it, you know, it, it makes us know we're doing at least a little something right and we appreciate it very much. So yeah, that's yeah. all I have for this minute. How about you, Sean? Um, yeah, I think that about closes it up. I mean, getting back to, uh, to the minute, we end up with David saying, maybe there's someone... Mm. And it sounds like he's going to suggest <laughs> maybe someone that can help Ian out um, with management duties, but we're not going to know that until Monday. Oh so, yeah, that's about all I had for, for Minute 60 and for Hour 1 of This is Spinal Tap. Yeah. Well, huzzah, huzzah. We have made it to Hour 1, and it's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> For the band, but maybe not. I think there's some ups and downs. We still have to go on. We've got a wild ride ahead of us for the rest of this movie. I'm excited to go on this ride with you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, and I'm excited to go on this ride with, with you, Heidi, and with our listeners as well. Cool. Well, so yeah, we'll wrap this up and you can find us at SpinalTapMinute.com and yeah, this has been fun and it continues to be fun and um, we'll just keep on having fun the rest of this movie out all right so i think that's that's it for us for today and until next time and so say all of us tap, tap into, into america, america. <laughs> uh. no no herald it's not another man it's a man Foster Grant sunglasses do strange things for some people. Slip into a pair and they seem to slip into a whole new mood. Mm -hmm.